You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our show. We are going to talk about the playoffs um, in the Western Conference. We're going to start the conversation with Jazz and Memphis. I'm going to let Kelvin go first because he is like burning in his seat to talk about some dynamics surrounding this series that's not basketball related. So Kelvin, go for it. Um, Dion, you are small or medium feel what he was uh, uh, a large um yeah these guys my, my medium i'm gonna my use co-host, it okay <laughs> you gotta put it on brother they, they felt as though that the the memphis grizzlies could get this win and uh they were just wrong long story short <laughs> and now they gotta they, they gotta they gotta do the end of the bat they gotta take up wear some sixes gears for us oh uh, yeah trust the process so I'm just looking forward to these guys holding up their ends of the other bat. Shout out to my group. I can't wait to y'all have these, that blue, red, and white on, man. That would look like a flag. I love y'all. I mean, I guess. All right. So after that, um, I'm going to Salvation Army. I think they they sell clothes there, right? I'm going to find a full of sixes gears. You don't right? have to do that. You don't have to say things like that. Right. Wait, as a matter of fact, no, no, no. But I, look, one time I went to the Goodwill. I'm not joking. They had Carson Wentz's jersey mm. at the Goodwill. I have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what can I say? Look, we, we lost the bat, man. I was like rooting for Jaja. Um, yeah. I, I was wrong. So now I have to wear some attire that is repugnant to who I am at the core, but a bet is a bet. So there's that. John Moran, you, you, I was giving you all the props, man. I was bigging you up. I knew that you could do it and you fell short. You and Brooks, man, what happened to you? Man, you know, oh, you now I got to wear this abomination on me, carry on Babylon. And next, you know, I, 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 MB is going to probably put me in a JPEG and have me all, all around laughing at me. But you know what? That's why I don't bet. I don't do wages. I don't do these things because I bring these things upon me. Congratulations. You've been, you've been dying to get some Philly gear on you, Phil. Who are you no, lying to? That's your dying, team. You've been you dying to get some Philly gear. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like people who cheat the process, who cheat losing on purpose to gain draft picks. Who lose for eight years? I don't like. It's not the Knicks. The stars that don't. The stars that don't shoot three pointers, but uh, they put it all over their, their 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 IG page. They play half court and they shoot, but in the game where you get paid, you you, you refuse to shoot a three. I don't like that. You know, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like the the gestures on the court. I have to hide my republic gestures. Republic, not republic. Repugnant. Excuse me. Repugnant. Gestures on the court. My children don't have to see this. We don't have to see how you make your kids on the court. We don't want to see that. So disgusting. But now I'm reserved because of this pressure. Children, don't don't follow peer pressure, right? And don't put your bit uh, all your your faith in people. Put your faith in Christ alone. 
no no other um, land is needed. No other land is is deserved of your trust. Thrust the process should be outlawed. That gesture is disgusting, and I don't like the seventy six only for this Philadelphia series. So a bet is a bet. I'll put that on. Utah Jazz, congratulations. You're proven to be a true number one for the first round. Let's see what happens in the second round. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Nothing else. Nothing else I have to say. Phil, you don't have to wear a hat, too. You just got to wear the shirt. I know you want to get the whole gear. But you gotta wear the- <laughs> I'm going to Photoshop it on my background. <laughs> all right. And so what do we... Okay, so the Jazz look strong and super dominant. I know we had conversations in the past about whether they're fool's gold, whether they're going to actually contend. And so for their series against the Mavs or the Clippers, who we're unsure of, um, do you think they come out on top with either of those teams? For the first time in a long time, the Eastern Conference playoffs is more exciting. Who can let the East is more exciting than what's going to happen in the West? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like a lot of people don't care about the Jazz. Denver is like, you know, people like Joker, but it's like, uh, um, you have a, a young, possibly emerging um, um, Luka Doncic, and you know, them are the Clippers, but the Clippers are kind of like. People like the Clippers, but people don't like love the Clippers, especially where they've played the last two years. I'm personally rooting for them to lose today, just just for Doc Rivers' honor, so Phil can shut his filthy mouth talking about my head coach. Um, and then Devin Booker. I mean, I guess you want to see Devin Booker. So LeBron is like Trump, right? Now that Trump is gone, you, you kind of know to talk about politics sometimes. I mean. It's something sting the same when when Trump's out of office. So whether you love him or hate him, he makes you keep watching. And so with LeBron out the playoffs and AD out the playoffs, it, it's just interesting. It's an interesting feel. Uh, so I don't even know who to take. Jazz, Denver. I I guess my my pick right now. I gotta wait, but it's looking like Phoenix for me. Not really sold on the Jazz deal. This whole it's like a whole snooze fest. It's, it's just like hurry up. I don't really care. The Lakers are out. LeBron is gone. So whatever. That's really how I'm looking at the West. Like, oh, that's nice. Good job. Okay, who's next? Nobody got time. And that's funny because that is true though. <laughs> when you mention Trump, because politics are just as boring as they were before he was in office. Very good correlation. Go ahead, say something. So I wish you would. <laughs> I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with anyone for the first time. Yeah, oh. actually on my level. So I will agree. What the heck? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually on my level now. Their their mind has expanded. Uh-oh. We're oh, gonna God. miss we're gonna miss LeBron. He spoiled us. You know, he spoiled us. He spoiled us. Um, he spoiled you, and we'll talk about him later, but he <laughs> don't put me in that conversation. I mean, I on Instagram, so I'm gonna know what him and <laughs> You like you say who? You like Utah? You know, yeah. Uh, no way tickles my fancy for the West. You know, so I'm gonna I, like like Evan said. I think I'm gonna just just jump on the Suns Suns um 
uh, train and root for them, I guess, just to happen. It's nothing exciting in the West, but as for Utah, I don't know where they're going. And no, I'm not bandwagon. Yes, you see the producer throwing this, all these words. Yeah, so so I, I thought the Jazz were playing the Mavs or the Clippers. No? Uh, they played the winner of the Mavs and Clippers, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, but I'm with Keish, man. I never, th- like, just watching the Jazz, even though I was, like, rooting for Jai, watching those games were painful to me. Like, they're just not, like, there is nothing surrounding them where it's like, man, I got to tune in and I want to watch this. So I really don't care. Um, I don't think the Jazz come out of the West. I Like, I just don't believe in them. I feel like CP, like everyone said, is going to get his opportunity to go to the finals um but it is what it is like I just don't think they're an entertaining team and ever since they poisoned MJ like I really don't care about that franchise so oh well all right let's move on to Portland and Denver um that series wrapped up this week Denver pulled it out as was expected um so I'm going to let the team talk about Dame because it's like, I feel like you can't really talk about this series and not talk about Dame. And um, what do you see from the Suns Nuggets series? So I, the best part of this whole series was Dame was frustrated. And I am happy that he's frustrated. One, he is a superstar. You know, two, he has carried that franchise for years. Three, he has done all he his part, but you know his um supporting cast has not come up to the point where able him to move forward to the next round, to the, to literally to the finals. You know they've been to a conference finals, but they haven't been in the finals. And Dame has done his part. You know he even it's, it hurts to drop fifty five and catch an L. What more can you do? You know where. The funniest part of that series was when Austin Rivers, when he missed that tying, or the, I think it was a tie or go-ahead on the last series they played, and then he missed it. And you could see Austin Rivers, which Nick should have kept, praying and praising God that he missed. So that series was actually exciting because I was rooting for Melo and Dane. But, you know, and the result is that Denver is a better team. They have better pieces, and they go on to the next round. So that was the whole thing. So Dame not being upset gives every team opportunity to say, hey, and maybe, maybe he'll realize that KG did. I'm not gonna win out here. I could go someplace else. And I'm always for the, the I'm always for the player. So do what's best for you and your family. Then you wish them to go to the Knicks. How you for the player, man? <laughs> no. Um the funny thing is. Uh, I know I know how Dame feels, man. You know, anyone who's played competitive basketball, I remember I was playing summer league at 12 years old, playing summer league basketball in a championship game. And uh, I'm the leading scorer on the team. I'll never forget this. Last play of the game, the play is called for me. My homeboy, who is okay baller, not a baller, but okay baller, gets the inbound pass. I got the matchup we want. The ball's supposed to come to me. He looks me off, shoots a layup. The layup goes over the backboard. 
That's the equivalent of how Damian Lillard felt as he played and CJ McC- McCollum stepped out of bounds. A Robert Cumberland missed two dunks. He was just playing all around by me. He was single-handedly keeping them in the series. I mean, he scored like, they were down like eight. He had like eight points, hit threes. He did whatever. He was, Dane, it's okay. You can leave. You can, you can demand your way out. You don't got to go to the Lakers. You don't got to join a super squad, but it's okay to leave because Portland has continually been subpar defensively. They've consistently not given you what you needed to win. It's okay. You can leave. What's so crazy about this is they lost without Jamal Murray playing. That's that's the main thing that you take away from it. Like Jamal Murray has been out for months and they still couldn't get the job done. Now, I mean, I'm not on record, but I kind of had a feeling that Denver could probably squeak it out, but I thought it, it would at least go seven games. Um, but the whole situation with Dame, it's like, First of all, they started off that game terribly. They started off the game like down. I feel like it was like 10 nothing and was down 20 in the second. And then I think by that time I was like, you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to turn this game off. And then the Lakers game comes on. <laughs> and so I'm watching that and then I'm like, oh, we got a game again. They're only down seven. They went on a little run. So as I'm watching the game, the the Damian Lillard experience happens. And I feel like that he, he should have never gave up that ball, man. I mean, there's times to where it's like, yeah, you want to make the, the right basketball play at times, but like time you give up the ball, is when things typically go downhill because for one I don't understand how Michael Malone for four straight possessions doesn't double team Dane or even foul him just to get him on the line to just take two free throws and then just make this a free throw game instead of at least giving him an opportunity to get a shot off so I'm I'm really I'm really not even over that. Like, just being a fan, it's like, why do you keep letting this dude shoot? He is cooking, y'all. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it for the life of me. But for Dame, in regards to Dame, man, I mean, if he leaves, we understand. We do know that Portland has parted ways with Terry Stotts, and Dame is on record saying he wants Jason Kidd. Now, will that happen or not? Who knows? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I think I'll just, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. I think the team adequately described how we all felt. Dame, it's time for you to go. It's just time for you to go, period. Like, you are too good for Portland. Yes, I said it. Um, Come to New York. We'll take care of you. Um, I'll keep hoping and praying. But, yeah, it's about that time. Can, can, Let, I ask, can, huh? can I ask a random question? Yeah. Um, was LeBron justified to leave Cleveland when he left Cleveland the first time? And when he left, was the issue that he went to Miami for a super team or that he left? I think the most issue was that he went to a quote, a super team. 
right? And and then he left uh, a small market franchise the way he did. If he just done it quietly versus a big hoopla, in his mind, he thought he was doing something, you know, good, but it was a hoopla. We have to allow the players to make their decision. I used to be, no, it's unfair. You know, why are they leaving? They should stay. In reality, the players, if they, once the owner don't want you, they cut you. And they, and, and, and they could trade you. They could do whatever they want to do. So let them have the power. Despite how we feel as fans, yes, we want them to be there. But if they happen to go to your team, if LeBron happened to come to New York, that he made that decision, I would have been upset at that depart- how he did it, but I would quickly forgave him because so forth. So I think the biggest issue with him was not that he needed to leave. He needed to leave, just like KG, needed to leave the organization where they didn't do all they need to do. And players need to do what's best for them and their family. Loyalty, the owners are not loyal to you. Once Dame hit his certain age, they're going to get rid of him. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and, and I'll agree with those sentiments. I don't think the issue was LeBron leaving. I think it was how he left and where he went. I think that was kind of more so the conversation than him leaving because, look, make your money. Make your money. Like, I will leave a job in a heart, Not in a heartbeat. It depends on the dynamics. But... Yes. If, if I feel like I'm not being appreciated where I am, I'm working hard, I'm performing at a high level, then you better believe I will leave. So that's right. how I feel I about people, it. People forget that these athletes are employees, essentially. This is their job. Like, get a grip. So we take so much ownership in these players and this team. And it's like, at the end of the day, honey, he can go wherever he pleases yeah. just because he doesn't have the mindset of a baby boomer where you start is where you finish 40 years later. You know what I mean? And I think they just went crazy. I was <laughs> burning jerseys. Ohio. I think it was, they took it personally because he's like, that's the home team. And they were like, what? You want to go where it doesn't snow? Forget you. Yeah. <laughs> they got over it though. Bless their heart. Bill, I yeah. do want to point out, the KG situation was a different situation, though, because Danny Ainge was after Kevin Garnett for a few years, but Kevin McHale wasn't want, wasn't willing to give him up until three years later. So I do just want to point that out. But I think KG did have the opportunity to leave earlier, but he kept resigning because of loyalty and so forth. And that's the part I was trying to bring out. He had an opportunity time and time again. He's, he allowed his loyalty overtake his conscious mind and what he said in his hall of fame, hall of fame speech i should have left earlier but it comes to what Dion said was important we gotta stop playing Dion said it on the money hit it on the head your current job no one rarely anyone who's going to stay their job and have opportunity to do more be recognized and have a, 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 a ability to grow up the ladder whatever career they choose will be a fool to stay in their current job given they are underappreciated and opportunity for you to to make more money, to to grow the um, corporate ladder or whatever field, expand your horizon, and stay. Come on, man. Then that's what they, the players are doing. They want to expand their brand. Their brand. After they finish playing, they have to somehow continue what their lifestyle, continue you know health insurance. They continue just to live. So they gotta set themselves where in a situation they can make the most money, 
gain the um, uh, most fame to increase their brand. So when they retire, because most of these players, the average life, I think an average career in NBA is about three to four years. But these players who are able to go this long, they have to continue to make that money. Yes, they have the lifestyle they want to live. Hey, we sell it. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Let them make the decision. Stop holding them back. I'm, if they ain't going to leave, well, whoever will leave, I'm for them. Because if, if my career, I have opportunity to go to another company, my, um, another company, and they're going to give me more money, and they're going to allow me to, you know, climb up the ladder faster and give me more opportunity. Peace. And I've been in my current company for 16 years. Another company that a competitor said, peace, I'm out. What? I'm going to hear my phone call. Oh, you're a trader, you think? No, they're going to celebrate me. You, you got it. I just want to say God gets free will. Give free will to these players. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's transition and talk about the Lakers Sun series. Um, probably one of the more exciting series um, to watch just because, you know, LeBron James is involved. The Lakers are involved. CP3 is involved. Um, the Suns wrapped that series up this week. Um, guys, how do you feel about this? Like, what did you see in that series? How do you feel about how LeBron acted in that series? Or does it not even phase you? I'm going to say that. (laughs) Those who know me know I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So I think LeBron (laughs) said, you know, forget it. I can't take this no more. From AD got hurt. And we have to also understand that the two teams that was in the final had the shortest turnaround, right? So Miami and the Lakers had the shortest turnaround. The season started literally three weeks after they played their last game, about three weeks. And that didn't give them, that threw them off their time to buy, to recuperate, threw them off. And what we see, both teams, one, they both didn't make the first out the first round. Injuries, literally, injuries, AD injury, literally, not um, it, Vogel's coaching style and how he didn't trust the six man of the year and uh, gluttony of centers uh, and, and and they had you know the rotation yes played a part but mainly injury if AD we saw was healthy they wouldn't went to the next round but that's part of the game and this gives me remnants of the Golden State um, final against um, Toronto where the injuries helped Toronto win the championship reality if KD was healthy Katie alone, they will have not they will have not won, but that's part of the game. So LeBron is frustrated, which he has the freedom to do, be frustrated, but we would like you to be more professional at your job. Don't walk off with six minutes or <laughs> well, five minutes left in the game. Don't you know the the guys are doing the best they can, man. So I didn't like that. Be professional at your job, LeBron, man. You know, it hurts, it hurts, but hey. Go ahead and draft from your new team and go sign. Oops, I, he's he's not allowed to do that, right? But he's been doing it. Go do what you need to do. Yeah, so, I mean, it was an interesting series uh, because it's the one series where it looked like one team after game one looked like, oh, Phoenix might pull us off. Then it looked like Lakers about to just dominate. And then when 80 went down, I actually fell asleep watching that game. And my son said, 80 went down. And so when AD went down, all of a sudden, like a completely different series. Uh, and everybody wondered, well, what happens if AD comes back? 
80, 80 missed game, game five, came back for game six, but he just wasn't, he wasn't going to be able to do it. Um, so I, I don't care LeBron stopped playing. Like, you know, he did the same thing with Cleveland, right? Before he left Cleveland, he just, he was like, you know what? I'm done. Uh, too much going on. I, so, you know, and, and two, you know, some people were concerned about the roster construction. There were some issues, right? I mean, it was almost like Al Horford with Joel and B, Marcus All, AD, um, Andre German, AD. It just it was just too too clunky. Um, so I think that you know they're gonna try to clean up the roster this offseason, try to bring some pieces that fit better, and they will go for another you know, title run next next year. I just think all these injuries, man, everybody is being plagued by these injuries. And I know one thing about, you know, NBA players, I think they rush back too soon. Of course, they're competitive. Most many athletes are competitive, but there is like no wisdom in their decisions because these injuries start off one way and then end up, you know, being prolonged and taking a long time to heal and affecting them the next season. So, like, I don't know. Do you think they're playing too many games? Do you think, like, the NBA should shorten the season or something? Because this is crazy. Everybody can't just keep going down. Like, nobody wants to see that, especially if you have, like, a fantasy team or something. But nobody wants to see all these injured players. Right. So, you know, the NBA prioritized money and not players this season right? because you had the finals last year that when the finals end October. Yeah, it was like October. It finished like around October. 17-ish. Yeah, the draft in November. That's and you, then you start the season the end of December and then you cram games into the season. It's raggedy. Like yeah. <laughs> it shows like this is. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, um, and, th- and, and now we're probably going to have another short offseason. Again, hopefully they get a little bit more time uh, to, to get a rest because, you know, this is critical. Players need, need breaks. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you know, the free agency starts in August. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Olympics and so forth. So Right, the Olympics, yeah. Ooh, it's tough for them, but, hey, they're getting paid for it, right? It's not free. Mm. So, all right. I don't care that the Lakers lost. I'm not one of those fans that are like, oh my gosh, LeBron is, man, who cares? Who cares? My issue with LeBron, like his attitude has always been, his attitude in losing, let me clarify. His attitude in losing has always been questionable. I think when you have a conversation about the GOAT, there is a a set of leadership skills that, come with that um giving up on your team walking off the court you know not giving your best effort that's just unacceptable and what was interesting to me about LeBron was I believe it was after game five when the Suns went up three two he said you know these shoulders were built for moments like this right when my back is against the wall my shoulders were built for this. And then after the game six loss, his whole post game was, you know, well, I had some injuries. Nah, dude, where the shoulders that you told us was built for this kind of pressure. Like he just flip flops. 
I mean, he's good when he's winning, you know, want to make fun of Jay Crowder. The whole game three was taunting that dude, had the bench taunting that dude. And, you know, felt away when Jay Crowder did a little salsa. Come on, man, like man up. And so, I mean, whatever, whatever. Like LeBron will be fine. I'm actually excited he's out of the playoffs in round one. You know, people can, can, you know, because one of the arguments to bolster LeBron is like, well, you know, MJ lost three times in the first round. And LeBron James never lost in the first round. So now we can clip that argument. Then it's like, how do you talk about MJ's losses in the first round, but you never want to discuss LeBron's six losses in the finals? It's mind boggling to me, but I agree. Like it's, it is what it is. Um, LeBron, as I wrote on Evan's post this week, the only rims he'll be seeing are the rims on his car in his house while he's home on vacation. Egad. <laughs> so that's just what it is. It's a good day in basketball world. It's a good week in basketball world for me. Um, I just want to point out, um, obviously, of course, injuries. Injuries are always going to play a role in sports. Um my thing is, why? I mean, it's, it's, all, it's been the talk of all week. Why does AD get hurt so easily? It's, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Like, I'm trying to, I'm looking up, like, his seasons and, like, the number of games he's played over the course of his career. And probably his 16-17 season with New Orleans. And the the next season, plays seventy five games. Now, I mean, it looks like he plays, but it always seems like it's the timing of when he gets hurt. It's almost like he has the the Chris Paul effect for some reason. Like they're good, then all of a sudden they get hurt, but it's the time that they get hurt, so they miss out a number of games, which can impact a series or wherever they may fall within the uh, the seedings for the playoffs. That's really like the one thing that I take away like from this whole series uh, along with the roster construction. Um, the same way we were talking about it last night at the, the bowling alley, like, yo, like you're bringing in players and everyone's on Kyle Kuzma, but I'm like, you're bringing in all these other players who did these things for the team. And now what is he stuck doing? You kind of got him in a jacked up position right now because he doesn't really know what his role is. His role changes every year. So how do you expect him to get better when you keep bringing in more players to score and do everything else? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, also with the LeBron situation, uh, when they always mention like, oh, MJ lost in the first round. I mean, I mean, I guess when you play like the Celtics who have like a starting five of Hall of Famers, I mean, as long as you compete and let them know that you're here, I mean, that's that's all you can do, right? Like, let's let's keep that a beam, and no one ever really wants to talk about that. I'm like, who did he play? Right, I agree with you definitely. I'm sorry, Alan. He played. Look, look, MJ was playing Hall of Fame teams who had four, five Hall of Famers on it in the first round. Not like he was playing like you know 
classy little. He was playing legit title contenders. But I'm sorry, I had. To, I'm glad you brought that up, Alan. I'm glad yeah, he, you brought he, that up. He was losing the top top teams in the East, and it takes time to to learn how to win. So I exactly. mean, exactly the, the arguments mm-hmm. people are making. You know, it it is one of those things people use to serve their narrative of LeBron being the goat, right? They they create all these side arguments to try to backdoor into well, if you agree to this, then hey, what about this? But I I think people are missing are missing the the real uh, point. With this whole with this whole LeBron thing, and I think I think there's really a deeper question about LeBron and his legacy that we may get into later, uh, another episode. But just LeBron had an easy conference to get through every year, almost like Tom Brady had the AFC East for most of his career. They helped him get this top record to get that first seed to make people go into Foxborough because. It's one thing if LeBron was winning those championships. He was like, you know, seven, seven and five or, or seven and four, whatever like that. Um, but to be three and eight in the finals and to constantly lose to Western Conference seeded teams begs the question, how much would LeBron have been in the finals if he was drafted by the Nuggets? as opposed to being drafted by the Cavs and being able to build these super teams in the East, not the West, in the East. Because one of his arguments was, well, people talk about me building super team, but why did the Celtics build? A su- we built to beat the Celtics. But the, the West had a bunch of teams you had to fight to get through. So it, it's kind of an interesting, interesting question that I think at some point needs to be answered as we define his legacy. People will quick say, how many players have been to nine straight NBA finals, bro? And it's kind of like, but look at the context of what, who he's playing against. Exactly. And then compare that to the finals record. Those two things create uh, a cognitive dissonance that, that, that for me ask, would LeBron be in the West? And clearly he wouldn't go to the finals all those two years because he lost to those that Western Conference team. In, in 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 the finals so you know how i'm not saying lebron still wouldn't be all-time great but i am asking like you know is cp3 or is would he be another cp3 i mean great but never got all the way there i, I think he would have got some championships so i'm not taking away from the championships but just who i that that record is not as astounding as being six and oh in the finals or eleven to know if you Bill Russell. Exactly, and and another thing, another component to that is Jordan lost in the early part of his career. Once Jordan was established as the goat, he was established. He was locked in. You kind of knew when he went to the playoffs what was going to happen, right? So you you're talking about dynamics, like Evan said. There's dynamics surrounding this argument that LeBron fans do not want to have because it sounds, you know, it really don't feed into their narrative. Like, oh, well, Jordan lost too. I mean, shoot, I'd rather lose to Bird and them boys than to lose to J.J. Berea. Like, come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. So let's move on, talk about the final West series, the Mavs and the Clippers, which honestly has shaped up to be a really, really good series. 
Um, they are the only team that has not completed the first round. They will play game seven um, later on today. And first, I have to ask the team, tell me who you think is going to come out on top. And um, what do you expect from either winner, potentially, this is all hypothetical, in um, their net series? Well, I can't call this one. I looked, at, I looked at the game highlights, and you would think Dallas should go forward, and I don't want Dallas to win. And like I said in previous episode, I'm anti-KP. I'm glad he's stinking in this, in this um, series because he wants to leave the Knicks. I want the Clippers to move forward just because I'm against KP or Zingas, but it's too hard and too close to call. If Kawhi Leonard have a great game, which he had, he'd been averaging over 30. The problem is that, you know, and Paul George oh, average over 20. It's everybody else. Are they going to do their part? The, I think Dallas lost, missed a lot of their um, three-pointers. The shooters was low, which I guess it shows that the defense um, Clippers was playing on them on the Friday game. So if so, I don't know. Really, it's too tight to call. But one thing is that the Clippers have been winning on the road. I think this next game, the last game, is at home for them, which tells me that they may lose because they haven't been playing well at home. So I'm going to... I'm going to pick the Clippers to win just the simple fact is that I'm against Dallas. Not you, Mark Cuban, even though you kind of played all American players. It's Pozingas. I don't like Pozingas. So, what he did to my Knicks. Dang, can we get an objective answer? But anywho, um, it's not that... This is how, how I would put this. This is the only way the Clippers are going to win. You let Luca do, do what he do because he's going to do what he does. He's already been cooking y'all all series. You can't speed him up. You can't out physical him. Just don't let other players get involved. As long as they do that, they'll be fine defensively because Luca's going to get where he wants when he wants. Their issue is offensively, to be quite honest. Their shot selection is super poor. They'll they'll swing the ball around whenever Dallas comes out with the zone have good ball movement, hit one three, then the next thing you know, they'll come down and pass the ball one time, shoot a three, pass the ball twice, shoot a three, go isolation, shoot a three, and not attack the rim at all. And their previous home game when Kawhi took that corner three, which I thought was kind of just, I I don't know how to explain that whole situation, but just watching them play like throughout this series, it's just like if y'all would play more together and just swing the ball, you'll be fine. Like they could have easily put this series out. Shout out to M Grads on Twitter. He said that uh don't worry about Kawhi, he's gonna have a software update, which is the reason why they got that <laughs> the reason why they got that win on Friday night. So um I mean, I could see the Clippers winning this, but it's really just going to come down to if they play together offensively and just not have these stupid shot selections and attack the rim and be aggressive because you just can't let Luka get away with everything because 
it's one thing to let him score, but once you get Tim Hardaway Jr. involved, then you get um, Kleber and then all the other players, Finley Smith. By then, I mean, they're pretty much going to lose if all those other guys are involved. So let Luca get his points, but don't let all these other guys get involved like that. That's the only way I can see uh, the Clippers actually getting away with this. Yeah, um, I think it it should be the Clippers, but I think Dallas may, might be able to pull something off uh, because now, to be fair, Pandemic P has been playing well, but Pandemic P is always around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. I'm just looking back and forth like, um. I think I think the Mavs are going to win. Yeah, I want. Let me put it. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Yes, they are. Cause Kawhi. I mean, he's the champ. I love him, but he always looks like he's in standby. <laughs> you know, he plays when he wants to. I really don't think they respect Tyrone Lue all that much. Um, yeah, they just don't. I don't know, man. The Clippers are just doing what they want to do. <laughs> I think the Mavs are going to win. I think the Mavs want it more. And they're more of a solid team. There's too many individuals on the Clippers. Everybody's just showing up to play their game. I don't know. This is, And again, it's just boring. So <laughs> I want the Mavs to win just because I like Shark Tank and Mark Cuban. You know, it's funny thing. Lou actually did a, a change. He took out um, their center and put in Batum as their center, which give him more, you know, shooting and flexibility at the center. Zubak, he took out Zubak, so which was good and played a lot of middle minutes there. More agile. He's old, but he's still able to keep up. So we'll see. And and I'll close this out by saying Kawhi is my number two guy. Y'all know I love KD. Kawhi is my number two. So I want the Clippers to win. Um, Kawhi played possessed the last game, like absolutely possessed. Points, yes. Yep. And he has been having a really, really good series. I think it all boils down to what Paul George does. What this series has shown me though, is that we have a new pandemic P and it's Porzingis because what is he doing? Like <laughs> he is doing nothing. So I'm going to shift that title from Paul George and put that on Porzingis. I think if Porzingis even plays half at what we think he could be, Dallas takes us home, this series is over. Um, But hopefully the Clippers pull through. I don't know what they'll do in the second round um, if they make it past, but I think they have the capability to do it. And I agree with Alan. Let Luca do what he does. Lock down everyone else, and you should be okay. Should be okay. I will say this: Phoenix Clippers would be a very good series. Absolutely. I wouldn't like seeing you know Phoenix Mavs as much. Phoenix Clippers would be a very entertaining. I agree. I agree. I agree. Because like the West, as we mentioned earlier, they're a little on the boring side this year. So we need some kind of excitement out there. And on top of, oh, mm -hmm. my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and then also the story is this. 
uh, Kawhi in the Eastern Conference Finals finally taking the Clippers there, and then CP3 finally getting to his first Conference Finals. That's a story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if the NBA money machines are thinking about this, not saying that, you know, people influence games or refs influence games. Well, they do. They do. <laughs> they, they do. I was about to say, let me not even try to make that sound pretty. Um, but if they're smart, they would make sure that it's Clippers um, and Suns kind of in, in the Western Conference Finals. So we shall see. Uh, we'll know by later today. Um, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.